Welcome to Inside the Upside Down on the Mike Ricksecker audio journey on MikeRicksecker.com. Welcome to Inside the Upside Down, where tonight we are talking about paranormal television shows, our experiences actually being on them, behind the scenes, and more. So I think this will be interesting. We're going to kind of get into uh, some other things, some other aspects about uh, storytelling on paranormal shows, uh, real versus for entertainment only. I know that's a favorite term of yours, for entertainment only. (laughs) I'm going to try to behave. You're going to try to behave? All right. All right. So, um, yeah, between the uh, between the two of us, we've been on, I guess, a total of four. You know, so we have some perspective of this. Now, I guess bet- between the two of us, we filmed for five. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we can get into that a little bit later. Um, we've, I've kind of already voiced that on this channel before. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so definitely some behind the scenes, some, uh, certainly some experiences of, you know, shows that have been uh, out there in the past, um, and even current with, um, well, one thing I can't talk about. And the other one is actually a, a Russian thing that I've done here a couple of times. So, um, so we've both been on my ghost story. Um, so I've been on the haunted, the Russian thing I was talking about is called, uh, mysteries of mankind. At least that's the sort of equivalent in English. And then of course I did film for ghost adventures. So, um, so we'll, we'll talk about a, a number of those different things and what, what it's like to kind of go through that process, things that happen behind the, behind the scenes, things that you don't see on television, how the story can get changed and distorted, um, and, and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, it's not what you see. You know, I think one of the one of the biggest things, we'll get into some specifics on our shows. I think one of the biggest things that people don't realize is that, you know, they're watching a 40, 42, maybe 45 minute show. Um, and, and it really takes like three days at least to film one of those. And so there's not that perspective. People are thinking, oh, this all happens. Boom, 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 boom. But it's not that way. No. And uh, another important thing is that um, since it's only like, you know, 30, 40 minutes, an hour, and something happens every single time, it's not always happening every single time. There's going to be some times where they're filming and nothing happens. So they got to do something with that time or else people aren't going to watch it. And do they fake stuff? Yeah, of course they do. They all do. I don't care. Not like, you know what I mean? I'm talking on TV. Like, they, 99% of them do it, and you know it. And so. Um, Nothing was faked on our show. Was anything faked on your show? No. I'm talking about. Okay. I'm talking about, like, my ghost story was a reenactment of events. And at least for, it sounds like for yours and for ours, that, that guy, he was awesome. Um, 
but we were there and the core temperature of the building was 22 degrees when we were filming for several hours and not once did he ask us to well let's try it this way even though it didn't really happen that way however it happened that's that's what we did you know it's hard to create yeah they're saying know. they can barely hear you it's hard to it's hard to do you know to make spirits perform on demand so and it's not like we could recreate the events as they happened exactly as they happened um but we did not have to lie about anything and we did not have to make anything up so reenacting great as long as it's based on facts as long as it's based on the truth if it's not then it's for entertainment purposes only that's about as nice as I get. Yeah, there, there is reality and there is for entertainment purposes only. Um, you know, like the show The Haunted, um, you know, and I'm going to start off because I have slides. <laughs> We're going to do a slideshow. Um, you know, that one was, there were a, a few reenactments, um, you know, mostly with the family. So I guess since half the show was the family's backstory, you know, there were a lot of reenactments in that regard um, where they sat down, interviewed the family, and then when they talked about their history, and there was like a whole 20-year span of things going on in this house. Um, something people probably don't know is that when it comes to the reenactments, they sometimes will actually use a substitute house. So this family, um, the Osborne family, they had a smaller house, you know, no offense to them. And all of our investigation footage, the cleansing footage from that um, is all within that house. But when they were doing the reenactments part of it um, and showing the family story and they had us come in there and do some things, but didn't really use a lot of the investigation reenactment stuff that they, that they filmed. Um, it was a much bigger house. And in fact, if you look at some of the B-roll footage throughout the episode here you see stuff like there's this massive pool table in the middle of a room and then they show the exterior of the real house and it's like no <laughs> no there's no way um so there, there's things like that that go on so um so betty is asking do you have input on the tv show or did the tv tell you how it was done um it's a good question. So it depends on the show. So if you're just doing like a retelling of a story, which would be um, like my ghost story, you know, you're just telling your story. You know, there's not there's not much to really do there uh, other than that. Um, the Haunted was kind of a mixture of retelling the story. And then um we actually, you know, filmed a lot of stuff, you know, right then and there. That the whole cleansing with Carl will show some of that. Um, something like Ghost Adventures, you know, that's all on the spot filming. I mean, they do some interviews, which I was a part of the interview process for for one episode. Um, but they're they're doing whatever they want to do, <laughs> and there was some stuff there that is some inaccurate. Uh, stuff with with history and some of the things that they were trying to suggest were, were not accurate so um, that's my problem with that show well yeah 
Yeah. Same I mean, even bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Actually. Even when we had Dave on, um, and we were down there in the in Mineral Springs, and he's basically saying, "Zach, come on, you knew better. We told you. We we told you that the stones from the wall were not used here in Mineral Springs." So, but um, that would sell. That, it would sell, and, yeah. and and there's the there's the urban legend rumor around town that it was and even i mean i've even been in there before and been shown like in that one closet the wall with the limestone in there and being told well yeah that was from the prison and then come to find out well no it's really not but that correction which was made a while ago um i guess zach didn't care so because the truth is not as important as what people what now that's going to sound bad. That's going to make it sound like people don't, you can't handle the truth. People right. don't want the truth. <laughs> but some people do. And then some people just like to be entertained and don't care. So to each their own. I personally would rather watch a show that uh, has the facts um, and tells the truth. Uh, there is a lot of interesting, there is a lot that's interesting about the truth. And sometimes the truth is better and it's more interesting. You, the history is there. History is always interesting. Uh, history is is why we do what we do. That's a so, big reason. Yeah, it's it's a big reason. Um, and the people, whether living or dead. So it's it's a lot of that. It's it's not about you know. And, and you and I have this conversation. It's not about being on TV or you know you know hi we're on youtube you know make us a youtube star it's it's not about that i mean it over time you know you get asked to be on a show over time people watch the channel you know so mm -hmm. you had somebody come into the store <laughs> yeah. the other day and recognized you from the I channel i don't know if you're watching or not tonight because i didn't catch his name but uh he was like i saw you on youtube the other night I was like, you did? What was I doing? As if, what else would I be doing on YouTube? Right. But, um, and yeah, I was like, yeah, that's me. That's me. He's starstruck. He said, I said, no, don't do that because <laughs> I'm not famous. And I don't want to be. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's not about that, but it, it happens. It goes with the territory. It's, it's, but it's not what we're seeking. I just want to be listened to. Yeah, it's, it's of, like an education thing. Yeah, it's it's kind of frustrating to know that, you know, the truth isn't as popular as the fiction. So, people like a story, and that's something I was talking about in the Urban Legends video that I put out yesterday. Was that people like a story, and that's how things get embellished, and in time, it becomes this huge, massive urban legend. Somewhere in there is that nugget of truth. That's true. But you have to peel back those layers to get at it. So, all right, let's get into some show specifics. Uh, all right, so go into this tab. Oh, there's a younger Mike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hair was down on my face. I was having a bad hair day. Um, a little bit more clean shaven, I guess. It's hard to believe this was 2010. This was nine years ago, almost nine years ago. Yeah, because it was later 2010. Like you October, I, I guess. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this was the interview process. So they sat us down in a hotel room. There's a couple different ways to do the inter interview processes depending on the show. This one happened to be in a hotel room. They used a black backdrop. 
um, you know, big light on your face and you know, they just, they grilled you and you kind of waited in, in the lobby until the next person was called. Um, other shows do it differently and we'll get into that um, when we get into like my ghost story. So click off of there. Okay, so this is um, me and that's Chris Borthick behind me. So this is part of the footage. This was actual real investigation footage that they used within there. Uh, we had filmed this and they took our piece of footage and put it within the episode. Uh, we were actually sitting down doing an EVP session. Now the EVPs, and this is the issue I had with the Haunted, was that the EVPs that we caught, um, the one that they used, yes, we did catch, but we did not catch here. And for their storytelling purposes, I guess what they wanted to do, let me come back to here, I guess what they wanted to do was to give us a reason why we wanted the house cleansed or why the uh, family wanted the house cleansed. Um, basically, you know, the family had been having activity for 20 years. We investigated there, you know, like a half dozen times and there were different issues going on with Talison, the girl, and it just kept ramping up, ramping up, ramping up. But Again, they have like 45 minutes to tell a story. So that kind of quick, oh, you know, we need them to have a real hardcore reason because they only showed us investigating one time instead of the six. You know, we need them to have a real hardcore reason to go and, you know, have the cleansing done and get Carl out there. So they took the die EVP, which was more powerful from later on in the in uh, the cleansing night when Talison got punched in the gut and they put it into this EVP session that we were having. That's the only reason I can think of that they would have done that. So that EVP session happened. The die EVP was real. It just wasn't in that spot. And so that's where you kind of have to be wary of with the television shows is that for storytelling purposes, they will change up the order of events. Um, even with this show, which I thought was one of the better shows. You know, they, they kept most of everything honest. <laughs> so, but I, I don't know. I mean, some people will say, well, if you're not 100% honest, then how can we trust anything else is true? And that's, that's tough. And I, and I would say, you know, everything that happened there at that house, it did happen at that house. But they changed the order of events. Okay, moving on. So there was that, and then this is the, the cleansing that we talk about. So those of you that have been watching our channel forever, you're very familiar with this. So Carl Johnson um, was doing a cleansing of the house with all of us. This is a moment where Talison, the daughter, came back in. They're, the family was supposed to stay outside. She came back in, used the restroom, started talking at something uh, at the wall. And so Carl did a blessing over her then she seemingly like got punched in the gut and collapsed. I, that's where I caught that die EVP is when that happened. Uh, there are a number of other things that happened around this time as well. We'll get into those in a little bit um, because again, it's like they, they selectively cut some things out. Um, this is in the backyard. We pushed everything out into the backyard. This happened as well. We're all, I mean, you don't see it, but the wind is really whipping around us and we're, we're pushing something out through the backyard and, and gone. Now, what I talked about selective 
um, storytelling and choosing what stays. Now, I had an issue, and not because this was a part that I was in, but because it was Animal Planet. This show was not produced by Animal Planet. It was produced by a a different production company, but they sold it to Animal Planet um, on the premise that it was about how pets, in this case a cat, there was even an episode there with horses, you know, um, know, how animals interacted with the supernatural. And this this was a big part with the cat going over to Taliesin's room, stopping and then taking off under that chair and I looked into the room and there was a huge black mass that was in there. Um, they actually cut this scene out and basically the only thing that they kept the cats in was a story that Taliesin told toward the beginning of the episode when the family was sitting down and they showed some b-roll footage of the of the cats and then when we were outside pushing it out the cats were running around us in circles. Um, but as far as like showing cats reacting to paranormal activity, that was it. And it got cut because again, 45 minutes to tell a story, but this was another compelling piece, especially for it being animal planet. And that was your audience. So, um, very, very strange how they pick and choose, uh, what actually stays in the show. So I'm just scrolling real quick to see if there's any uh, questions. No, there's not questions, but I see comments like baby boy Mike. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. All right. Um, Helen Casey says cats can can sense something is wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And and basically what happened in this case, the cat was being very jittery, skittish. You know, it was kind of following it from, you know, the dining area to the kitchen, um, kind of back through and around to where the bedrooms were at, and then boom, it just stopped in front of that doorway. And once it saw what I saw, it took off under this chair that you see right there. And then I tried to take a picture of what was in the room, stupidly used a flash, so I didn't get it actually on film, unfortunately. But um, it was an interesting moment, and they did not include that. So then this is what I was talking about, other things happening. Okay, so after Talison got punched in the gut, she got up, she was okay. Um, other things started happening. So the back door here kept blowing open and we'd shut it and it would blow open and we'd shut it and it'd blow open. There was also, and I've played the clip before in here, I'm not gonna do it today, a tri-field meter in the bedroom which started going off and was by the closet where she normally saw this entity with red eyes. So it started going off like crazy. So you have all these different things going on at once. Um, and the only thing that they kept of it for the show was Talison getting punched in the gut, which was very significant. Um, not saying it wasn't. And that was certainly, you know, the big thing that, that you needed to keep. But, I mean, Carl Johnson was on here, what, two months ago now? Something like that? And he was even saying, yeah, they could have easily made that a two-hour episode because there was so much that was going on. Um, and they really could have. They, they spent you know, the, first, the entire first half of the show talking about the family, their history, and all that. And I don't have a problem with that with shows. I mean, the show we were talking about earlier, 
that was actually one thing that I liked about them was they did they did spend even though some of their history is wrong. <laughs> they would usually spend the first half of the show talking about the history, interviewing people, getting their stories and experiences. You know, which I think makes it more personal. Mm-hmm. You know, you maybe learn something, even if it's inaccurate. You can go look it up and find out the truth. <laughs> I know that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. All right. So, so all these other different things happen. They had to. They have to kind of pick and choose what they include. So you're not getting the full story. Um, and I guess what would be nice is if they would like publish outtakes or extras or something like that that maybe you can get on a website or something. And I think some have done that in the past. Um, they don't do that so much anymore. So now the crew. Now, <laughs> this guy here, okay, he's one of the guys from the production company. He's holding a Sony Handycam. You know, no big camera crews. I've heard that, I've heard that term before, with no big camera crews. <laughs> but this was seriously no big camera crews. It was two guys with Handycams. So this is one of the guys. And this is a photo I thought I would never use anywhere in my life, but here it is. <laughs> this is the other guy <laughs> with a Sony Handycam. Um, and they just came out and they filmed the uh, the cleansing of the house with this, you know? So to me, I say, you know, kudos to, you know, keeping it raw and keeping it real on that. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, um, you didn't have these big fancy rigs. You didn't have all this crazy lighting. You know, you didn't have stuff like, Oh, hey, you know, we need to reshoot this. Um, or can you do that again? It wasn't like that. You know, it was just, it was real. It was just a couple of guys with handy cams, and we're going to film while you're doing the cleansing. So I would say the haunted stayed pretty true and real to that, even though they moved that EVP and they had to, to cut some things out. They stayed pretty true on that. So, um, Tom McNicholas saying he has the same camera. Yeah. Yeah, those those Sony Handycams are actually pretty nice. So, all right. Well, I think that's it for The Haunted. I think it's time to get to Shauna's... Um, well, okay, so there's another question down here from Betty. So, no big cameras. How many in the crew? There were two. Just those two guys. Um, and then there were, it was us. So anything that we uh, submitted from, you know, the paranormal team, because we were, um, you know, we had our own little cameras and and everything going. Um, You know, I had, it was just a little handheld um, Canon. It it wasn't even like a uh, video camera. It was just a point and shoot digital camera that had some video capabilities. So there's a real grainy piece of footage I have of that tri-field meter and then a bunch of photos from that night. and, and that's what they used to make that part of the episode. They used the bigger camera crew for doing the reenactments and for doing the interviews. So they had like big, you know, cameras set up on rigs or, you know, they had the guys with big, you know, shoulder rigs, you know, walking around for those things. Um, but when it came to the the cleansing night, it was just the little the little handhelds and they, they try to keep it pretty raw. So... Um, any other questions? Okay, so that was okay. okay. Your experience on my ghost story. So your experience on my ghost story was different than mine. 
Um, because the way my ghost story worked was they interviewed two people, um, but they could include others to tell the story and all that. Um, but they didn't give names for that. So right. I, I was able to clip this out from your episode. There you are. <laughs> that's the best I could get. They, they have another shot of like you putting your arm around a chair and then like the back of your head while you're sitting in the chair. They have a shot of you standing up, but you don't see your head. Um, this is like other than the gropes picture, which we'll show in a minute. This is this is you. Yeah, they we had one guy. Just with just one guy show up and um Rita and Jeannie, the old owner of the building at the time, went and did the interview and told the story. And then one guy came and filmed everything. And it was super, super cold. There's no electricity. It's like 20 degrees? Yeah, there's no electricity in the building. I mean, we had to have a generator, you know? that we used and then turned off during filming and stuff like that. But and he was what having you like reenact the whole gropes and I'll, I'll show you guys the gropes pictures. Uh, our regulars are familiar with this photo, but uh, for those of you that are not regulars, so this is the photo that they did a reenactment of. Um, and you kind of see the glowing hand over the front of Shauna and kind of see the face behind her. Other people, some people see a, a little boy back behind her too. I tried to blow it off as, um, oh, it's a reflection. Oh, it's, you know. But you're not wearing anything reflective. But, yeah. I mean, I tried to blow it off as everything other than what it was just because nothing like that ever happened or got captured whenever we were taking pictures. And so I, I immediately blew it off, right? And But then we've had, you know, several people in the field several you know photographers several you know people analyze pictures skeptics not everybody you name it look at this picture and not one person could say well um maybe it's this you know instead of you know what we think it is but i mean all i know is that what was going on at that time whenever that was going on and the stuff that I was feeling, uh, there was there was an EVP to go along with that. Well, yeah, and I'm going to so. ask you this question out of, these questions out of order. So Donna asked, did you feel anything when that happened? So what were you feeling? Yeah, well, you can't see me pointing, but that doorway right there to my left, uh, that's Action Alley. So right before all of this started going Action on. Action Alley. Action Alley. <laughs> and there was a creaky ramp. And so when you heard that thing creak, you knew something was going to happen. Every, something always happened in that seat. I always wanted to sit there for that reason. And then there would be times, and I hate to have my back to a room, but there would be some times when I would point my chair in the other direction and just be like, okay, let's see what you got. <laughs> you know, come on down. You know, come see me. I'm not watching for you. I'm not looking. You know, let's... You know, come up and poke me, you know? See so if you can was scare me. This, this camera guy, one guy, because we had when we did B roll for, for my ghost story, it was just one guy. Um, was he going down there and filming stuff, you know, 
with all yeah. these things that you're telling them? Yeah, because you know he wanted to get he wanted to get a feel for Action Alley, you know, also. And so whenever he stepped on there and made the creaky noise, I said that's that's what we always hear before something happens, before something comes from that direction. You know, that's the noise we always heard. So you knew something was going to happen. And you knew to expect to hear something on audio. There was always something. And uh, so he was, you know, kind of going at it from uh, every angle. Uh, but I, we heard something, heard someone step uh, on the ramp, and then heard someone or felt someone behind me um, that actually physically put their hands on me. So, um, and I mean, you know how it gets where I'd be like, oh, you know, the you know energy the the buzzing the buzz yeah the buzz buzz buzz, buzz. right so <laughs> i wouldn't have done it if you didn't point and then i was like oh right yeah she's referring to that okay but that that's what was happening i mean it uh, lit me up it was just insane the amount of um energy that i was feeling and then but it also felt like someone was uh, repeatedly like touching my back and i said you know are you touching my back right now and then somebody, uh, didn't really sound like a child, but it definitely was male, uh, said go right to sleep. So I don't know if they were trying to, you know, make me go to sleep. I, I have, I have no idea, but you know, that, I don't know. I don't know what the intent was behind it. I, I didn't, uh, hear the voice. I didn't hear the, the EVP out loud in real time. So I couldn't say it wasn't until... You know, the next day when we started listening to stuff, because when we were in there, we were in there for several hours at a time. So there was like, if we're lucky, on the low end of like five or six hours to listen to for every time we went in there. And then sometimes we go in there for about 10 minutes, you know, it just all depends. Uh, if the building was active enough to, you know, with the kind of energy that's like, well, maybe we'll just let the place cool off a little bit. You know, a little too much sometimes uh, up so in your face. <laughs> I, ha I have to ask, and I know this this may sound like a a question in which I'm trying to be funny, but I'm really not. Mm -hmm. um, is this the same chair that you're sitting in now as the ectogasm? Yes. It is. That is the very same chair. That is the very same spot. Action Alley. That's how it got its name. Original. Okay. Well, Action Alley is down yeah. through that door. Right. But this chair here, so where you got groped in a very, I'm, I'm going to say <laughs> sexual manner because yeah. that's right there. Um, that's where she had what you guys ended up calling the ectogasm. Yep. She still, she still will not let me have that picture because she knows I'll show people. Right. And I will. I mean, I don't understand why you wouldn't want to show something like that. It's a very... It's a very compelling picture. And considering what I'd love happens, to see that picture. Just, I mean, not for that. Considering... I mean, I mean, people can take that in all kinds... I mean, and we've joked around about the term ectogasm here. I know that, but not for that reason, but for the fact that it's supernatural paranormal activity that you don't usually see. And the audio before that happened The audio is, goes right with it. Is, it is unmistakable... Yeah. Yeah. And there I get is it. a man's voice and he's enjoying it. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then that. So. 
All right. Action Alley. Action Alley. That's how. Action Alley. That's how it got its name, kind of. Yeah. Okay, so from Brandy, we'll answer a couple of questions here before we get into my my ghost story story. <laughs> uh, per Brandy, do you try to make sure the footage stays as raw as possible? Um, as far as anything on Haunted Road Media, yeah. Uh, when it comes to the television shows, each one varies. You know, um, there are a number of them that just stay very. Uh, they they use a lot of cinematography, you know, like the uh, the shows that are mostly recreations. You have a person sitting down, and then everything that you see visually is a recreation. Um, certainly, none of that's actually raw. Um, you know, uh, when it comes to like the investigation shows, um, I would say they they attempt to keep it raw as to whether or not they keep it true or not. That's a different story. Um, I would say with my ghost story, it was mostly a recreation reenactment show, but they ended up appending the caught on camera part to the end of that. Uh, I'm guessing there was some sort of legality because the show was originally just my ghost story and then they ended up appending caught on camera. Uh, I'm sure there was a legal issue for that. Um, mostly recreation reenactments, but then what they wanted the caught on camera part was any footage of yours uh, that you had. So, you know, if you had photos or video footage or anything like that, then they would splice that into it. Um, and it, it worked pretty well. You know, I, th I thought it was, um, uh, again, one of the more honest shows out there because it's just retelling a story. Yep. You know, rather, I mean, they're rather than trying to make something out of, you know, we're going to go to a location that's supposed to be haunted and then we're going to, you know, we're gonna investigate, 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 and it's getting down to day three, the eleventh hour, and it's like oh, nothing's happened. Let's make something happen. You know, um, there's been plenty of shows accused of doing that. Um, I loved scariest places on earth. I wanted to go on that one so bad, and not just hey, I want to be on TV, but just because the stuff that they made those people do, I was like, that is a good test of my own personal scariest strength right places, there. Yeah, scariest places on earth Ooh. was interesting because it was like a variety show, and it was before it was before Ghost Hunters and all that came out. So it was kind of like the first show of that genre that really started to to do anything. Um, and get some popularity it was a it was like a paranormal variety show because yeah you had that where you're talking about them going to to vlad's castle and all that and that was like a paranormal dare show yeah but then was... they had but then they had others where they just told the the, the ghost stories the one from mineral springs was goofy because they had those those guys well the, all three of us have degrees in para, uh, phds in parapsychology and it's like i'm done oh well <laughs> That doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, or like, or like the water incident where they're telling the story of well, you know, I've, I've never I've never seen, you know, the phantom puddle of water at no. Mineral Springs. All the times we've been there, but back then this was this was like almost twenty years ago now. Um, there was you know apparently a puddle of water that would just form out of nowhere, and so they have the guy telling the story um, to the group and they turn the camera away and then all of a sudden splash there's water on the ground and the one girl screams it's like yeah i mean uh, you know if you want to be more do that in the pool or something you know it's like there's a pool in the building you know for random water to show up there that would be pretty cool you well know? there's supposed to be those footsteps coming up out of the pool yeah. but you know who 
I've never seen anything like that. But okay, we'll talk later. Your favorite guy from there? I I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Tom had a uh, an interesting question here, and then we'll get back into the into the stuff. Um, from Tom, if you're if you both were offered your own TV show, would you accept? And then Bree has an addendum on that. If you're offered your own TV show, would you set rules and quit if the rules were broken? So, offered your own TV show. You and I have talked about this before. If something were to happen. And I said no. She said no. Only because uh, my kids are not grown. Um, that's pretty much the gist of it for me my kids are not grown so i'm not just going to take off and abandon them to responsible mother over here yeah so some of it's like yeah but you know you're going to get paid us it's like i really don't care no you don't at first <clears throat> and i think that's one of the misconceptions is like the first season or two that you're on a show like that you don't make a whole lot of money if anything like you know carl was on here you know, a couple months ago when he was talking about his experiences with, with ghost hunters those first couple of seasons, um, they just reimbursed him or maybe they paid for it straight up, the uh, airfare and hotels. He didn't make any money doing that. Yeah, no, I know somebody. I don't know if he's watching or not. But he was working with Tufts. They didn't pay him for that. He They paid for his airfare, his room and board. So basically he just traveled and got to cool, do cool camera guy stuff and then... You know, but yeah, I didn't get paid for that. Um, yeah, and Betty Lang is even asking, do you get paid for the footage? No, no, no you don't get paid for the footage. So um, any of that stuff that we, we captured and they used on those television shows, no, there, there was uh, no payment for that. Um, you signed a waiver, you signed a release saying that, yes, you could use this you know, on your television show. Um, and if you don't, it doesn't get used. You know, that's, that's kind of the way it is. Um, yeah, it's, and we've talked about before, you know, it's not about, you know, getting on television. If it happens, it happens. Um, but it it doesn't pay until you start getting, you know, like several seasons down the road. Um, you know, once, you know, Ghost Hunters had taken off for a while, you know, Ghost Adventures, you know, all that. Um, that's when they started getting paid for that, you know, because it was a popular show that was now picking up and in, in, in what have you. But... Um, yeah, there was nothing like that. Like even, I know you have your, your friend, you know, was part of the camera crew for ghost hunters and mm -hmm. he just got reimbursed for airfare and, um, hotel. Yep. I mean, he got to go to a lot of cool spots. He got to go to Ireland, got to go just all over the, you get to travel all over the globe, yeah. you know, but, um, you know, now if, if my kids are grown, like they don't need mom anymore and you know would i would i do it just for just for being able to travel and they'll do the same you know go to the places you know document you know the history get it out there the truth and you know if something happens it happens you know, unfortunately, something doesn't always happen. So, yeah, there would definitely have to be a rule on my end that says if something doesn't happen, I ain't making shit up and I don't care, you know, what happens. But you can't, I don't think, 
I guess it depends on the network. I don't think it would fly just saying, well, if I have to make shit up, we're done. I don't think it happens that way. You can quit. I mean, it's not going to go well. There might be some legal problems following it. Um, but, I mean, you can refuse to walk in front of the camera. Nobody's holding a gun to your head, you know. And so, yeah, on that note, you know, there would definitely have to be some rules in place. You know, there there have been some things that have come my way. I don't talk about it um, unless something does happen, like... You know, the, the Russian thing, I didn't say anything about that until their episode actually aired and they had it up there. Um, you know, because there's opportunities that come and go all the time. And for one reason or another, they didn't pan out. I mean, there was a few years back that something was supposed to start happening with a production company in um, in Toronto. And I uh, I had to go get a passport because you now need... A, uh, you don't need a passport to get into Canada, but to get back into the United States, you do now. <laughs> it always used to be like that. Um, and this was um, at a time for me that was like just after my divorce was final and I didn't have a whole lot of money and all that stuff. Um, and it was like, well, okay, I'm going to put out the money for the passport and to get it expedited only for nothing to ever happen with it. So, um, and things like that happen. So I just, when a possibility comes up, I don't throw it on social media. Like I see a lot of people do think there, there's throw things out there like, oh, you know, we're going to be filming this. Oh, you know, we're talking with a production company about doing that. And then you never hear from them again. And it's like, I don't say anything to them, but I mean, I'm, I, I know that there are others that kind of like, you know, whatever happened to that. So I don't throw anything out there. Um, until something seriously happens um i can say right now there's more stuff happening with the russians um and there is one thing i I don't know if i can say where yet but there is one thing additionally that's happening um in may um and i'll just say that for right now um there's other possibilities on on the burner right now if they don't pan out, I'm not saying shit <laughs> because that's the way it happens. You know, somebody sees a video of yours or they saw something you wrote or they saw a place that you went to and, and posted some cool pictures or you or you know, somebody um, interviewed you or your team and you related some experience and somebody picks up on that podcast and gets a hold of you and says, hey, you know, um, we like that story that you told, you know, it was pretty cool. It's, it's where we're, um, it's where we're going to be filming. Jeff Belanger, you know, found me on freaking Twitter for the ghost adventures thing. Um, they saw a YouTube video. Um, so people, the production companies will kind of pick you out of the crowd here and there, but I would say, you know, at least half of them don't pan out. So I don't say anything. Um, so as far as I guess that was a very long winded of saying there would be rules. <laughs> um, actually, this is a, actually a good lead in for the my ghost story segment for for my side is um, when I did film for my ghost story, a little bit different than Shauna because I was one of the storytellers. Um, actually, I was the main storyteller and, and Kathy came along because she had some photos um, and the way my ghost story did it kind of give you an idea because um, you'll see this happen too where um people will just 
uh, or production companies would just start like mass emailing uh, paranormal teams. You know, you'll get an email in your inbox like, hey, I'm from such and such a production company. Right now we're looking for people that have had, we saw it recently for haunted hospitals. You know, we're looking for people that have had these experiences, um, submit an application here. Um, and so my ghost story was doing that. They were emailing everybody and their brother um, for, for ghost stories. Um, showed up in my inbox twice <laughs> from two different um, producers. And so I was like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll throw them the black bear story. Um, and that's how that happened. They got back in touch with me. Hey, you know, can you give us a little bit more information? So there's like a little bit of back and forth and you're like, yeah, we like this one. Um, in fact, I think they asked for five different stories. Um, and so, you know, it had investigations there in Oklahoma. Of course I had stuff in my ghost and legends of Oklahoma books. So I just, you know, threw them a few and, uh, and they picked one. Tom McNicholas with a $5 super chat. Will we still be friends no matter how famous you buy? <laughs> Tom, of course, friendship. It has nothing to do with it. It has nothing to do with it. Only to some. It's nothing. It's a, you know, there are some people that just they get too big for their britches or whatever. I don't know what it is. They, they get a big head or something. Um, too famous to function in their own eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. No, that's not going to happen, Tom. You always be friends. Always. Family. Um, yeah. Family. So, um, yeah, and same with you, Dustin. Same thing. Um, yeah, so so with my ghost story, um, they said, okay, you know, we like this story. We want to produce it. Um, they flew us out to L.A. and put us up in a hotel there. So it was cool, you know. Um, that was nice. Um, it was Kathy Nance and I that went. We went and... We checked out the um, the entity house and <laughs> stuff like that while we were there. Um, and there's a $5 super chat from Dustin Samario. Thank you very much, Dustin. So Atomic Nicholas, Dustin Samario, super chat superstars. All right. So we'll get into these picks then. So there, there's me on my ghost story. Clean shaven again. Mm-hmm. Um and so this is the green room. So you went into their studios. This is a green room that's not green. I have been in a green room before that is green, and that was when I was interviewed for a television station for a morning show, which was interesting. It's not a paranormal show, but that was kind of cool. Um, and what was interesting about this particular uh, company that did my ghost story, um, and I forget the name of the production company, but they were serving wine <laughs> so that's that's a actually a cup of wine they, they did it to kind of ease your nerves if you had some nerves going into the interview to kind of relax you here have some wine <laughs> so there were um there's another sure. group that came in right after us i think one of the guys had a little much i'm sure a lot of people were quote-unquote nervous yeah. <laughs> just to get the free booze just to, yeah keep keep bringing the bottles of wine it's like i'm just not feeling it i think yeah. i need a little more a little more I saw this ghost over there. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, so they gave us wine, which was cool. You know, I, I, I like me some wine for sure. Um, so that was kind of fun. Um, now the recreations for this show. Oh, and, and, and part of the story, I'm sorry, before we jump out of the interview and into the recreation. So the part of this interview, you're asking about... Um, 
you know, if you were asked to, to lie or anything. And this is the, the one part of my ghost story that left a bad taste in my mouth. Everything else was great. Um, was that there was a part of my particular story that I didn't observe with my own eyes. The, the story came from Logan Corelli. It had to do with shadow people jumping up into uh, the trees in the cemetery across the street from Black Bear Church. Um, now, that was all part of the write-up of things that have been reported to have happened at the church. And he kept asking me, and he kept asking me, and he kept asking me this question. Um, and it wanted me to tell it from my perspective. And I'm like, I can't. I can't answer it like that. Um, and he would ask it another way, and I'd dance around it some more and talk about the cemetery, but not these shadow people that Logan saw jump up into the tree. Um, and, you know, I just told him, you know, that's not my story. I can't tell it as if I saw it. I can say that I heard it from him. Um, of course, they don't want that. You heard a story from somebody. They want it to be your own observances. So it's like, I can I can tell you all kinds of stuff about the cemetery. I can tell you about the, the EVPs that I got, that my teeth are warm and all that stuff. I, I couldn't tell that one. So we danced around for a while, and they never used any of that <laughs> part of the interview. Um, and nothing even close or remotely came out of that. Um, other than that, everything was, was fine. Uh, but there will be times where you're in those interviews and they're trying to get you to say a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Um, I, I guess some people are probably, they, they might go ahead and do that. There are some people that might go ahead and offer that little bit more, that little embellishment. Um, how it I starts. Didn't. That's how it starts. You're right. That's how it starts. But I wasn't going to do that. So that was that was an interesting dance. Um, all right. So the recreations that happen sometimes, sometimes, and this happened with us, it could not happen at the location in which the activity took place. We couldn't do it at Black Bear Church. Sometimes it's because a um, a, a place is just gone. It's obliterated. It is no more. And I and I'd, I'd seen those on my ghost story before, where they then they even put on there, um, you know, unfortunately this building has since been um, you know destroyed or knocked down or whatever. <clears throat> and so all the recreations were from somewhere else. Um, they didn't clarify that on our episode, but ours was completely filmed in a different location. Um, <clears throat> Because the owners of the property were thinking about suing me. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. They totally mistook the the YouTube video that we had on Black Bear Church. They thought that I was saying, and so I, I have to say this every single time now, just to clarify, and this is going in the, the Shadow Person book too, just to clarify once again, I did not say that the parishioners were... were occultists in making sacrificial offerings to Satan and all this other bullshit. I never said that. <laughs> there was some evidence after the fact, after the church had been closed down, that perhaps something like that was going on. There were a lot of local rumors that had gone on. We saw some evidence in the back on top of a stone slab, burnt animal bones, scorch marks on that slab. So if the stories were true and that's where it would have taken place because you could see it 
but I, it's not like I was an eyewitness or anything. So, but they, they took it as I was saying that the parishioners, the people that went to that church back in the day were doing those things. And so they barred us from using the church for the show. They were excited at first. They were like, oh, wow, you know, somebody remembers the church. Of course, for decades, kids have been going in there and spray painting and doing all kinds of crazy shit in there anyway. But no, when we want to go in there. <laughs> Forget it. Um, yeah. So this is how um, the different recreations can happen. So this is the exterior of the Black Bear Church. <laughs> we did not have another abandoned church like that to use. They, they probably heard that. <laughs> um, this is... I know. <laughs> This is what we ended up using. Two different locations. Uh, Andrew Cox will appreciate this. This is the uh, Great White House of the 101 Ranch near Ponca City. Um, what it did have, the exterior definitely is not working very well at all as a replacement, even though they did use this shot for an exterior on the show. Um, it was the interior that we needed, the basement. So this is the basement of the church. Um, you know, it's concrete, you know, pretty basic. And so when we were at the 101 Ranch, we were in, you can see the uh, openings there. So there's a basement area um, within there. And that's what we use. And that's where we're doing this. So this is our B-roll guy. Did, did you have this guy with the big hair like that? No. No, it was a different Ours guy? was an older guy. It was an older guy? Okay, no, he, he was kind of young. Well, middle-aged. Lots of hair. Yeah. Um, but you can see, you know, it's it's the concrete and the stone and all that. So it's not too far off. It, it, it's doable. You, you can make it at least somewhat believable. A um, couple other shots of of us. I'm holding, you know, my photo camera, so I'm not in any of these. <laughs> so and he's just kind of going around, you know, getting some shots of us reenacting like we're investigating. Um and so this shot, I would guess, was never used in the show because while he's filming with that camera, I'm taking photographs. So I can't imagine any of that was ever used. I mean, maybe, but, um, you know, and even so far as, okay, so the, the girl here with the short ponytail, um, her name was Destiny. So you guys remember the story from the, uh, the crawler. We had a psychic medium um, with us uh, that was down there. And, you know, she was trying to get us to sing hymns and all that. So fortunately, they had us do a, uh, they, they had us sing the songs. Fortunately, they did not use any of that in the episode. That mm -hmm. would have been horrific. Um, but they basically had her take the place of the medium. So when they showed the shots of, you know, the psychic medium was, you know, sensing this or doing that, da, 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 as far as like the storytelling, they used her in her place. So they may even replace people. Um, the other, the other thing that got replaced was the cemetery because the cemetery was right across the street from Black Bear Church. The only thing that we had uh, to use, like just up the hill from the Hundred One Ranch, is this really, really small uh, cemetery uh, that's here. So. Um, there's a couple of guys that were kind of famous with the 101 Ranch that are buried here. 
And that was supposed to replace, and you can tell that this is where it just doesn't work out. So that's the actual cemetery. <laughs> um, so, you know, they actually use this photo in the show. Um, and then they took this footage of me walking through this little patch of land. It just, some of it doesn't work out because of the, the scale. But um, you know, that kind of gives you an idea of what they have to do for, for recreations when you completely cannot use a, a spot. You know, we were barred from using that church in the cemetery across the street because they didn't like my video. And so we had to, I have to really thank the 101 uh, Ranch Old Timers Association for that. So uh, those guys are really, really nice. They were like, yeah, come on in here. So we appreciated that. Um, all right, let's take a look at some of your uh, questions. B3 Airspace says, the guy with the hair scares me. Oh, he's a nice guy. <laughs> he is a real nice guy. He just had a lot of hair. Um, let's see, Donna says, said how defaced it is. And you say there was evidence of satanic worship there too. Um, well, that's, that's what I was talking about before was that there was some evidence of maybe ritualistic sacrifices being done on that back slab. Um, don't know for sure. It could have simply been some kids, you know, being mean to an animal. Um, doesn't mean that they were trying to, you know, run some sort of ritual back there. Um, you know, could even be something as stupid as, you know, somebody was, you know, had a leg of fried chicken and was burning it. I mean, I don't think that was the case, you know, but we weren't there to actually witness it. There were all of those local rumors and stories about that happening there. And then we see something like that. So it's like, well, if that is true, then this is probably where it happened, you know, but it wouldn't hold up in a court of law, you know? So, um, all right. So, and then Donna also says, TV still takes a very subjective stance on how or what they want presented. Is it scary enough, creepy enough? Yeah. I mean, it's what you were saying earlier. It's it's whatever sells. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. And, um, I mean, it's, it's always what it comes down to uh, with any of this is it's always down to the money. Yeah. Not everybody is all about the money. Well, when it's network television, yeah. Um, Betty Lange with a good question here. How much research do the TV companies do on you? Okay, so... Um, in, in my experience, I mean, they... I mean, they find you, you know? Um, I mean, I guess there are cases in, in which you put your name into the hat on something um, where they might be mass emailing and, and trying to get people. Um, you know, I actually did did not throw in on that haunted hospital thing. Um, I mean, I have some stories and some experiences, but I, it's just, I didn't feel like it was enough. Like, like Greg Fakedic went and he did... Um, St. Joe's Hospital. Well, we've had experiences at St. Joe's. We've got footage. Uh, yeah, that place yeah. is cool. But he's like, he's the guy for that. 
So I'm I'm not gonna encroach on his territory. You know, it's just whatever. It, that Greg do that. I mean, I could talk about Trans Allegheny. There's Copperhead Greg Graham would be a better person for Trans Allegheny. You know, but I've had some cool experiences there. You know, um, so uh, when they find us, um, <clears throat> like with us, they're they're watching a number of the YouTube videos. So, um, like some of the different, some of the different ones, um, like just recently, um, I'm trying to, and sorry, I'm dancing a little bit cause I don't know how much I want to say. Um, so they watched a video for the subject that they were looking for. And then they watched a couple others to see, okay, you know, how is this personality over, you know, several different, you know, takes, um, in several different scenarios. Uh, same thing with, uh, somebody back in December had caught on one of the podcasts and they did the same thing. They, they listened to other podcasts. So as far as that, um, they, they'll watch stuff on you if it exists or listen to stuff on you if it exists. Um, they will, uh, they'll look at any previous or prior, uh, television credits that you have. Uh, then you you have a phone interview. Basically, you have a phone screening, and they'll talk to you a little bit. They want energy. Um, you need to kind of be a storyteller, and they just ask you about your experiences. And I just tell them anything that I always just tell you guys. Really, is, is not much different for me. Um, then after that, they want something like a Skype interview, see you, how you are on on camera, uh, and all that fun stuff. And then what they'll do. In a lot of cases, each each is a little different, but uh, what they'll do is they'll take, they'll like record the Skype conversation and they will take like two minutes out of a 15 minute conversation and put that together in like its own little package and then they'll go off to a, a boardroom with several others just like it and be like, okay, do we want this person, that person, what have you? Um, and they, they kind of sell you, try to sell you to the group. <laughs> just interesting uh so that's how some do it in any case um tom mcnicholas says shauna will have chocolate yes shauna always has chocolate mm -hmm. and there is chocolate in the house yeah there's 72 percent of the dark chocolate and then there's some dark chocolate with sea salt and almonds and it is so good no one huh. is pretty good definitely yeah um tom mcnicholas wondering if we ever saw the show ghost bait I never saw that. I don't watch TV. I've never even heard of it, actually. I don't remember that one at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I actually, it, it sounds familiar, but I never saw an episode. Um, from Brandy, how do you pick and choose your locations to investigate? <laughs> I mean... Uh, who's open? Yeah. You know, <laughs> who doesn't already have something going on? I mean, there's places we prefer to investigate yeah. or that we want to get back to. I and mean, we're always up for investigating Mineral Springs. We want always. to get back to places like Vandalia where we've had experiences before and we want to continue to build that rapport with the spirits there. Yeah. Sometimes I mean, you're just fishing around. Yeah. Uh, I like to explore cemeteries. I mean, I'll follow a story about something that happened on the side of the road you know, uh, and see if whatever happened is still kind of lingering around. You never know. 
you know, instead of going to the places where everybody goes, find some new places. I mean, you know, it may not be what's popular. Oh, they're saying Ghost Bait is new. People don't know, well, I've never heard of that place. Well, if you've never heard of it and other people haven't heard of it, then you're the first one. Maybe you're the first one and it's uncharted territory. And you know who's going to be really excited to see you more than likely? Um, The spirit of somebody who has been ignored for a long time. And they'll be like, oh my God, okay, someone can feel me. Someone can see me. Someone's paying attention to me. You know, nobody ever comes here. That's, I, I would much rather go with the exception of Mineral Springs, of course, where we like to go all the time, uh, I, I would love, I would rather go to who places where nobody else is going. Well, we just encountered some stuff this past weekend, you know, try to track down. I mean, we were just like, okay, what can we do um, this weekend? And for whatever reason, I was like, well, let's follow up a little bit more on the Wood River Massacre thing. Cause you know, you came up, you saw that monument as we were driving by it like yeah. a year and a half ago, something like that. Um, came across a little bit more info when we were doing one of our Alton videos. So it's like, it's a beautiful day. We need to get out and do something. Didn't have like a lot of time to like dig in and find a big place to, you know, go to or whatever. So it's like, let's follow up on that. You know, maybe try to find the cemetery or whatever where they're buried, you know. And so we did that. But then there was other stuff that we discovered while we were there it's like oh there's more things to follow up on and some other questions even regarding the wood river massacre that right you know. and that was kind of unexpected it's a very nice it's even though you can hear the traffic because it's not far from the road yeah um once you step in there though i mean at least for me i kind of tuned it out um it was a very nice you know cozy quiet little you know, area, but then there's all these, all these stones, <laughs> you know, just like rows and rows and rows. And it's like, what is this? You know, why do they have, why are they not identified? Why do they not have names, you know? And, um, but then coming right out of the gate for anybody that's on my Facebook, you know, as soon as I walked in, I was looking around, oh, over the woods, what's this? And this little wooded area. And there were some red flowers. So I was going to go pick them up and go walk around and see if I could find a matching set and then give it back. Cause I'm nice like that. <laughs> and um, I was like, and I had just picked the flowers up and then all of a sudden something's like at my arm, at my hand, you know, I was like, whoa, hi, hello. <laughs> you know, who is this? And you know, I didn't hear anything. I didn't see anything. I didn't uh, pick up on anything, but just, uh, they were very, persistent whoever they were at that moment so um i don't know who they were i have no idea yeah. wasn't running a recorder <laughs> <laughs> you know because it's outside you know it's outside and it's by the road so with a regular you know like a digital recording you almost always have to you know you end up throwing a lot of that out it's contaminated big time but yeah you can get a lot of contamination situations like that yeah you almost have to throw out any voice unless they answer a question directly right next to you and you can tell that it's right there but um a really interesting place uh, and i, I want to go back <laughs> yep we're, we're definitely yeah. going to go back so expect more from us on that um well I have, we'll have a couple of different alton ones because there's 
I won't say. <laughs> but there's other connections that we've made along the way uh, while doing our other Alton videos. I was just like, wow, this is wild. So we're going to be covering surprise. more of that stuff. Yes, surprise. Um, just to uh, circle back on some of these uh, ones that were hanging out there from um, the locations I was talking about with my ghost story. Uh, down at Gorton, so the ranch and the church are near each other. They're about 20 minutes to a half an hour from each other. Um I mean, we could we could have picked anywhere to um, to replace the uh, the church with, but we were already we had already established ourselves a bit with the Hundred One Ranch because we had investigated there a, a few times before. In fact, um, the night of the crawler was actually a night that we had been investigating the Hundred One Ranch. We um, we were investigating the Hundred One Ranch with uh, another team. And when we got done there, um, they were asking about it because Logan, uh, Logan Corelli likes to talk a lot about <laughs> the Black Bear Church. So um, they were interested in checking it out. So we drove from the 101 down to Black Bear. And that's when we had the crawler incident. It was, uh, Logan was actually telling all the stories to the other team. And he was with them at the cemetery when the rest of our team um was there in the church so that was crawler night it was 101 ranch ranch investigation night so yeah like i said about 20 minutes to a half an hour but we could have filmed anywhere we we could have we could have like scouted around and tried to find a place anywhere in oklahoma and said you know we'll use this um but because we had that rapport already built with 101 ranch and we just asked them, it was like really the main thing was the basement that we needed um and, and they had that so and then yeah and betty langy asking uh mike and this is go for you too uh did you have fun on the show i mean yeah i mean like the one with the haunted got really intense <laughs> um during the cleansings but all in all yeah i mean yeah i mean i i don't I wouldn't do this if I didn't enjoy it. And I'm not just talking about being in front of a camera. I'm talking about like the investigation and the research and, and all of that. Um, Cause for those uh, particular shows, all of them, I mean, I had to do a, a significant amount of research and history and, and digging up background information on all that. So yes, I enjoyed it very much. What are you? My experience was very cold. <laughs> That's right. It was 20 like, degrees. It took me a while to thaw out. Um, and it was, we were several hours, somewhere in the vicinity, like eight to 10 hours we spent in there. It was cold. Um, and I would be terrible on TV too, because I don't act. Like there's no acting and there's I read no a acting. script and we do this and that. I don't do it's that reality stuff. television. It's not supposed to be acting. Yeah, Although I we know there are people who act. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't, I don't do stuff like that. You know, how you, how you see me talking right now is how I will talk to you if we meet in real life. So, you know, I, I don't. And plus, I would I would I would assume that nobody's really going to come knocking on my door because of my very vocal displeasure <laughs> at network television. So and I'm not I'm not mad at it neither. So uh, I don't think they're going to be yet. They want you in India. <laughs> yeah they i i gotta give them props they they were very persistent about it for a minute and then we had a heated debate about why i don't do fiction 
and why they think it's a tribute to the facts. And I was like, <laughs> it's also a lie mixed in with some fact, you know. Um, there's some truth in there, so I got to give them that. But for the most part, you're making stuff up, and I don't do that. I was like, well, you said you watched the channel that I'm on, so if you watch that, then you would know that we do not do fiction. Right. We don't do that. And so aren't urban legends fiction? I don't know, are they? So there's a grain of truth in there somewhere. Yeah, and, our, and our perspective on it is we're trying to get to the root of the urban legend, not... And I guess this is, and uh, Bree Jones says some of reality television are so fake. Uh, I applaud them for reading the cue cards. Well, yeah, it's quote <laughs> unquote, quote unquote reality television where um, we're acting out that it's reality. Um, and there are a lot of ones out uh, out there that are just like, well, you're kidding me, right? Um, but you know, like this, like this one with. The Russians, even though they've they've asked me, you know, a few times now, you know, uh, to do different interviews on different places, and some of them made sense. Like, it would be Abby, you know, it's like, okay, well, that was in one of Vanessa's book. I haven't been there. Vanessa had been. Um, I can talk on it. You know, can you talk about this place? Uh, sure. Can you talk about that place? Uh, sure. They originally found me for Helltown, which they didn't use any of it because what did they want? They wanted. They wanted the urban legends. They wanted the urban legends. It's like, but wait a minute. What about what really happened? And I didn't give them that, so they didn't use it. So they will still pick and choose, even though, like the Whitby Abbey one was fine. Um, you know, they, at least as far as I can tell, because it's not like they dubbed it over in English. It was <laughs> a Russian television station for Russian viewers. So it's all Russian. Um, which is really interesting to do. Um, and there's a couple more coming out. But, um, yeah, I guess if it doesn't fit their story, they're not going to use it. And that's what's wrong with network television today. Yeah. Which is why I don't watch it. Someday that stuff will just be a, something that you can get on Netflix later. Eventually, there's going to be the whole truth and nothing but the truth out there and someday there's an audience well, out there that will be hit well, to yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, my ghost story has hit its third station now. It's now it's on Travel Channel. Um, somebody hit me up the other day, hey, I see you on, on TV or it was a couple of weeks ago or whatever and it was Travel Channel was showing the shows and that's, it started off on Bio, I think it went to, was it A&E? Somebody out there might know. And then and now it's on Travel Channel. But I've also seen The Haunted uh, in different places. I guess that is on Destination America now, but actually I syndicated in France. That, now that's, mm-hmm. that one's funny. Um, oh, was that so the page that there's one from, no, it's, it's Mexican. It's a Spanish uh, page. They've been sharing some Haunted Room Media stuff out. Well, they share that's out our stuff, but it's yeah. not like it's dubbed over in a different language. No. I was so, like, who are these people? <laughs> so yeah, I've seen myself speak in French and Russian now. It's weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, all right. Is there anything else? <sighs> I think that probably about does it, doesn't it? Um, oh, uh, Betty had a uh, 
question here. Can you make living relatives upset when filming a cemetery where their relatives' graves are? I mean, I'm sure there are people that get upset about that. There are there are people that get upset just for the fact that we're in the cemetery to begin with, you know. You know, here's the thing, my view on cemeteries. Um, I don't, it's like we've said before, I don't think people linger with their remains. I think if they feel like someone is, that they're connected to is visiting their site, you know, I think that they might make an appearance somehow. Um, but other than that, it's not like we're going there to be disrespectful or provoke or vandalize or, you know, and a lot of the times, you know, we're doing follow-ups on like actual historical events, you know, stuff that's happened with these people, stuff that might be historical, stuff that, you know, if someone has a problem with that, they can say something, you know, if someone says, hey, you know, I'd really appreciate it if it's like, you know, everybody's entitled to an opinion. It's not against the law to be in a cemetery. Right. Except for after hours. It's always good to call and get permission after hours. Because <laughs> people will Right, notice. right. If you want to be in a cemetery after yeah. dark, you can do it. You can make it happen. Just just make the call. Um, yeah. I you know, mean, just call the local sheriff or whatever. You know, I don't have a problem if someone has a problem yeah. with, with what I do. I will be glad to explain who I am and why I do what I do. And, and who I'm doing it, you know, for. And what I'm trying to find out, you know, it's like I'm will make every effort to stay away from your relative. I mean, you know, or I can say hi. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I just, I'm not going to stop going in cemeteries. No. doing it. I'm not going to. I don't care. I don't. I don't think it's disrespectful. I think we're no, very. I, I remember watching. Um, it might be in season one of House of Cards where. And she's running through the cemetery. It's just part of her jogging route, and this woman turns on her and uh, blasts her for being disrespectful. I'm like, I know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Um, so Katie Palmer has the perfect question to end the show with. All right. Perfect question to end the show with. Katie asks, which TV show do you think is the most truthful out of all of them? this channel (laughs) (laughs) well we're not a tv channel we're a a youtube channel channel, which i guess is a type of you know tube is supposed to be like television tube it would probably be for me and i don't watch tv so i'm not sure um it would have to be one like a documentary that's stating facts and stuff like that and following up you know, trying to find, you know, truth. So they got to yeah. ask for a ghost on shows. I don't know, because I don't watch any of them. Um, yeah, but you have seen episodes of stuff. I have, and I didn't believe any of it. Right. So I believe the idea behind it, because we do it. But do I believe what they're doing? No. Yeah, I mean, it's going to come down to uh, any of the shows. Kind of like you said, they're doing the recreations. Um like my ghost story or uh paranormal witness was a good one i liked how they you know were pretty creepy <laughs> just they had a really creepy vibe but they're just retelling a story um you know i thought the haunted did a really good job um although i know that there were some things that were off about it like moving that evp and all that so they each have their 
variances. You know, they're not all they're not all a hundred percent. There's always going to be something that's a little off that they have to change or modify or whatever for the storytelling purposes. So you're not getting you're not getting any of it a hundred percent. And um, it's it's becoming harder because they've they've kind of picked up now on the fact that people see are seeing through a lot of this so they're starting to create things that are untrue and trying to mask it as this is really true like the uh the the helltown they i don't want to say the word documentary because it's not a documentary it's like a movie of a documentary um that destination america put out so everybody's starting to believe this thing because here's a documentary on helltown it's like they're all canadian actors <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, that one that was on Netflix that was called Haunted, everybody was, you know, called out the the episode, and I totally understand why, of the, the two women talking about their father being this mass murderer that nobody's ever heard of. And so it's like, okay, so, and then he was like trying to get the grandson to do some of this stuff or whatever, or the grandson moved into the house and, you know, it's like, how is that possible that there's this mass murderer and they're basically confessing our father did this? Why is there no arrest? Why is there nothing? And so it's like, there's no way that's freaking true. I stopped watching the show after that episode, you know, um yeah so i i think that even i i think that some of these different companies have picked up on the fact that we're seeing through the bullshit of some of these you know shows that are supposed to be reality shows and are trying to they still they still want a show with people talking about paranormal activity that's happened to them but since we're seeing through the quote-unquote reality shows we're going to make it we're going to make it seem like it's all real but we have to we're being creative about it because this isn't what really happened i I don't i just yeah it's just getting harder so it makes you not want to believe anything anymore um i rambled there so i hope people followed what i was trying to say all right everybody um we all remember Unsolved Mysteries, yeah. <laughs> what about Paranormal State, faked or real? I mean, I didn't watch enough of Paranormal State. Um, given, uh, yeah, it, it's it's hard. It's hard with Ryan now. After once it came out that he was stealing money, it was like, I mean. Total distrust right there. How can I believe anything that he's done now? You know, all the, all the lies, all the, um, yeah. Wasn't it, he on it, drugs or like... Yeah, mentally, there, was, there was all that stuff going on whatever. too. So that, you know, other people are like, well, then if he's doing that, then he wasn't in his right mind. He's the victim. Let's like him again. I never did like him to begin with, to be honest. Well, it, and it's hard to know I because like he was, he was, it. he went through all like the, the cancer stuff and now... You know, people don't know if he really had cancer or not. So did he lie about it or not? Um, you know, he's trying to get back into the paranormal community and all that. I think he needs time. It's going to take a lot of time for people to kind of warm up to him and try to trust him again. But 
with our field, it's so, so difficult that you lie one time and how can anybody trust anything you say after that or anything that you even said before it? So it's like, oh, this is revealed as a lie. How do I know that all that other stuff that you said, you know, is actually true? It's, it's, it was the problem with the, with the infield poltergeist case when, you know, and the girls admitted and they said, well, we lied about 2% of it. And so it's like, it's still 2%. So how do you believe any of the other stuff that happened? You know, it becomes very, very difficult to take them at their word, you know, and they're, you know, between, I guess, the pressure of trying to keep people interested in that, we we have really have stuff going on or pressure that they have to almost perform because all these people are watching them that they felt compelled to, to do some things. I can understand that. But just the fact that you did something here to fake something puts everything else into question. It it, it makes it more difficult. So um, this is what I can say about Ryan, and I, I can say it the same as everybody else that's out there. I wasn't in the room. So I can't say 100% yes or no whether or not any of these people have ever faked anything i have my ideas i have my suspicions um there have been people involved with some of the different shows that have tried to come forth at times and say what they saw behind the scenes or what they were asked to do so it does it puts the entire show into question but i wasn't there in the room for those either so It makes it real difficult. I mean, I know what I've experienced. I know paranormal activity is real. I've experienced it. I've seen it. I've seen a lot of shit in my life. And, you know, we try to present everything as well as we can here as far as putting the footage out there, relating our experience leading up to this piece of footage. There's plenty of people that comment on there and say, oh, it's fake. And it comes down to, do you believe me or not? It's it's your choice as to whether you do. They weren't there, so they don't know. They weren't there, so they don't. You know, have to. It's basically you know two sides at that point. You either, you know, say, "Oh, it's fake because I wasn't there," or like, "Well, I don't know. I wasn't there." You know, there's a lot of stuff that I say. Ninety nine percent of the time, I got to be there. You know, I'm not there. It's like, well, I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying I didn't see it. So I don't know. But the same can be said for the stuff that we do, too. Yeah. Uh, good question from from Donna Gordon here. Do you feel it makes it harder for you to prove that you're actually an honest investigator because of so many that do fake it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's harder to, to do that. Um, there's a lot of people out there that are faking things that do make this harder. There's a lot... <laughs> There's so many YouTube channels out there that are clearly fake, you know, and I guess one of the nice things, you know, I was talking about comments earlier where people are saying, oh, you're fake, but there are actually a lot of other comments on there that say, thank you for presenting an honest investigation and not doing all that fake crap. So it goes both ways. It, It, yeah, it makes it harder. You know, I don't always talk about every single thing that happens to me on camera. 
just because I feel like if I do, it's gonna be like, well, that's she's she's faking because something doesn't happen all the time, and something doesn't happen all the time. You know, sometimes stuff happens that we can capture. Sometimes stuff happens, and it's just me. And then I feel like I'm losing my marbles a little bit, and then I realize, no, I'm not really losing my marbles. This stuff is really happening, but how can I say it? You know, if nobody else can see it, or if nobody else can hear it, or if nobody else can feel it, then what if I tell him this is what I felt, and then now he feels it because my power of suggestion, and now he's feeling it because of me, but did he really feel it? This kind of stuff bothers me during investigations. <laughs> I just like rambled really fast. I'm sorry, but sorry. that kind of stuff bothers me all the time. It's like, you know, I don't fake stuff. I don't lie. I don't have to. If you believe me, fine. If you don't believe me, that's fine too. You know, but if something didn't happen, then it didn't happen. I'm not going to make something up. You know, be like, well, yeah, I, I think I felt that, but, eh, you know, I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe I didn't. Maybe it was this. I automatically try to second guess everything that comes out of my mouth unless it's so blatantly obvious and catches me off guard. I'm just like, whoa. You know, other than that, I try to blow everything off as soon as it happens until I can't blow it off anymore. Until the whoever is doing whatever they are doing is saying, uh, excuse me, you know. I thought I had your attention. Let me try it again. And it's like, okay, well, maybe there's something there then because, you know, that's like a second time. Um, it's got to happen twice almost every time before I'll really, you know, accept it. <laughs> so. So Tom McNicholas uh, threw up the Stephen King quote. And I do like this. I've, I've uh, heard him say this on his, uh, his book on writing and in some of his different lectures. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool mm -hmm. me three times, shame on both of us. Or then there's George W. Bush. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Well, you can't fool me twice. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the Stephen King quote. Shame on both of us the third time. Yes. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and get to shout outs and super chats, all that great stuff. So uh, super chat superstars, Tom McNicholas, Dustin Samario, who will be seen this coming weekend at the Psychic and Paranormal Expo, Dubuque, Iowa. It's Kelly McCarville's event. Please go check that out. Join us there, meet us there. Gonna have fresh haunted road roast. It helps you hunt ghosts. I mean, really fresh. It is. Showing up on the doorstep tomorrow, just roasted less than a week ago. So that's good stuff. Mm -hmm. It's going to be awesome stuff. All right. So come on out for that. We'll see you this weekend. Please be there. I'm trying. I missed the last one. <laughs> you missed the last one. So you got to make did. it out to this one. And, and I mean, I, yes, and she's a responsible mother. So we understand that. But if I miss this one, then I am definitely going to be at the Paracon in June. Of course, you're going to be at the Paracon in June. <laughs> yeah. If I have to bring everybody in my entire family, I'm going to go. I'm going to be there. All right. All right. So let's get to the shout outs. All right. We've got this participants panel. Andrew and his trucking gnomes. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew Cox. Appreciate that. There's Bree Jones. That's hey, fun. Bree. B3 Airspace. Uh, so deep down the rabbit hole, Patreon patrons. Uh, Tom McNicholas, Beat 3, Aerospace, Zippy Davis, BD Flint, Pamela Queen, Joe Chandler, Andrew Cox, Dustin Samario, and 
David Y. I'm not even tipping. He when he shows up when he's able to join us, he shows up in there as David Y. So yeah, just, I David have Y the works. Pronunciation of his name in a voice message because I asked him and he told me. Okay. I just I need yeah. to listen to it again. Got uh, Betty Lange. Thank you for all the questions tonight, Betty. There's Kathy Ciliento. Thanks for joining us again. Chipper Terry. Thank you as well. EQEQ, thank you. And of course, we have Donna Gorton, our Cheshire cat. Thank you for Cheshire catting the chat. Always appreciated. Um, Jennifer Tinker's in the house. Hey, Jen, how's it going? Old childhood friend of mine. Uh, Katie Palmer, good to see you. Thank you for uh, thank you for the uh, super chat from the other show as well. Um, there are a few of you with that in here. This is Kelly McCarville. We're just talking about her. Kevin Phillips, thanks for joining us again. Kroll Ogden, thanks for joining us tonight. Oh, yeah, that's a cool name. Yeah. Uh, Robert Hanna, thank you once again. There's the Haglin. Thank you. And uh, Tracy, Tracy Christian. See, I'm losing it. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us again. All right, so who else do we have that the participants panel did not pick up? Lurker's going to lurk. Lurker's going to lurk. Is Adam in there? Probably probably knows everything that just happened on oak island <laughs> all right um i think that is gonna do it actually i think it i think the participants panel picked up on everybody wow go figure that all right so everybody um we we'll hope to see you at the conference this weekend we have and there goes our light see even the light's like hey Sit, end of show. We're done. Shut up. You're done. Mm-hmm. Friday Night Ghost Race, La Jarana, uh video coming out. Of course, the movie's coming out, so we're going to cover the legends. And I'm trying to think of who we have on next week. I think that's. I think this is the return of Christopher Peters. I think that's the way. I think that's the order: Christopher Peters, then Freddie Silva. So pretty excited about to. that one. Pretty excited. Yes. So, all right, everybody. Have a great night. I get some more tea and get some chocolate. We've rambled on long enough. Till next time.